What a great joy to be together, and we are going to open up an incredible passage of God's Word, the 91st Psalm. And as we get ready to read the truth from that incredible passage, let me ask this question. Is this statement that I'm about to say in the Bible or from somewhere else? To be or not to be? Not in the Bible. That's Shakespeare. Let me ask you an equally important question. To react or respond, that is the question. That's the question of this message, to react or respond. So many people react to circumstances. They fly off the handle. They boil over. Anger is their reaction or any reaction that comes from our, what neurologists call our body brain, the Bible called the flesh, it's a reaction. It's much wiser to respond, to think. And if you are a believer, you have the ability to think with the mind of Christ and to respond to circumstances, to respond to people rather than living in reaction. When we react, we often hurt people. Responding, especially with the mind of Christ, asks What's the most loving thing I can do in this moment? What's the most helpful thing I can do in this moment? What's the kindest thing I can do in this moment? Virtually every day, people give us the opportunity to react. When we could learn how to respond and find what we're calling in this message a cool place on a hot day. We're in the summertime, hot days. Let me talk about an emotional heat when things boil over. We can find a place where we can learn to respond to life rather than react. The Bible calls this place a secret place. Jesus talked about it. We're going to get to the 91st Psalm, but as we talk about a cool place on a hot day, listen to what Jesus says as he calls us to a place of prayer. He says, when you pray, get into a a closet, a quiet place, because your Father, the Heavenly Father, who is in and sees in the secret place. There's something that happens when we come away. Now, praying in public is not wrong. Jesus prayed in public. Many of the prayers in the Bible are in public, but there is a power of prayer, a power of connecting with God, in the secret place. That's what we're talking about. It's a cool place on a hot day. When you find yourself getting heated up, you've got to remember, oh, there is a secret place, a place where I can respond rather than react. Jesus often found himself, even at the height of his ministry, withdrawing to a secret place, a place where he could Nurture his soul, a place where his heart could know the infinite grace of God. When you're in the secret place, you know the infinite grace of God. You know the presence of God. You know the overflowing love of God, the unspeakable joy of God in the secret place. Because in the secret place, we're not worrying about tomorrow and we're not fretting about yesterday. We are living in the presence of God. Listen carefully. The secret place is filled with the present 
presence of God. And Jesus says it's so important to your soul that you find that place, the secret place. The psalmist talks about it as well as we come into the 91st Psalm. He calls us to the secret place, a place where we, con where we connect with our Creator in the secret place of the Most High. It's under the shadow. Isn't the shadow a place of shadow a little cooler than out in the heat? And He's calling us out of the hot world condition into a secret place, a place where we have a cool response rather than a hot reaction. He calls us to that secret place. I don't know if you had as a child a secret place that you would retreat to. I remember one of the houses we grew up in, it was an old house and it had a pantry off the kitchen, which is not that dramatic, but the floor of the pantry as a little boy was so cool because the floor of the pantry would lift up. And there were stairs under the secret floor that took us to the basement, a secret place. I loved that secret door to that secret place. The town that we did most of our growing up in, there was a field at the end of our road called Robinson's Field. And man, we had so many places of retreat. Places we thought we were the only ones that knew them. They were secret places. You know, the very concept of a secret place brings us to the word sanctuary. We often call the places that we worship in sanctuaries. And listen, some of you have been worshiping with us online. You haven't been in this building. But your place of worship becomes a sanctuary, a secret place, a place where you can know the present presence of God. And in these days, that's so important that we learn to establish sanctuary wherever we go. Do you remember the hunchback of Notre Dame? Quasimoto, when he rescued Esmeralda and he went into the church and he cried, sanctuary. He was saying, I want to be safe. I want there to be a safe place. And that's exactly what the secret place is. It's a safe place. In the heat of this world, there's a cool place where we can connect with God. We live in such a technologically driven world. All of these devices that we're supposed to make life easier sometimes complicate life, and we just sometimes need to unplug, get away, and come to what the psalmist calls the secret place, what Jesus called the secret place. Because when we find ourselves in the secret place, out of our soul, we speak this way. Psalm 91 says, here's what we start to talk about when we're in the secret place. Here's what the declaration of our heart is. The next verse, after you're in that secret place of the Most High, here's what you know. You're not filled with anxiety about tomorrow. You're not worrying about tomorrow. You're not fretting about your past. You're living in the presence of God. And when you are in the presence of God, you know that God is your refuge. God is my refuge. You know that. You could say that right now. God is my refuge. God is my fortress. He's got my back. And because He is my refuge and he, because He is my fortress, I can trust in God. In the secret place, it is a place of protection and safety. Hey, let's talk about that. 
let's talk about the fact that God is my refuge. It means a shelter. And if you've ever gone out in a storm and you've ever carried one of these, if you've ever carried an umbrella, you've been in a shelter, a place of refuge. If I open this up and we put it over my head, there can be a storm inches away, but I'm under a place of shelter. That's what the psalmist is talking about. The psalmist is talking about there can be confusion all around you, but you are under the shelter of the Most High. You're in that place of refuge. Do you remember Jesus? Do you remember Jesus when he was out in the boat and there was a storm going all around? He'd had an exhausting day of ministry and teaching and preaching. And where is Jesus? He's in a place of sanctuary, a place of refuge, a secret place in the boat. He's totally at peace, totally resting. In fact, when they wake him up, he said, you didn't have to wake me up. You have little faith. I was in a good place in the midst of a storm. And that's what God calls us to because there is an enemy that hates us. The psalmist calls him in Psalm 91, the fowler. That would be someone that caught birds in a net, a snare. And he says, when you are in the secret place, when you know that God is your refuge, all of the traps that the enemy of your soul is laying for you will come to nothing because you are sheltered by your loving heavenly father. He will save you from the fowler's snare. Jesus said there's a thief that comes to kill and to steal and to destroy. But there is a place of safety, a sanctuary, a quiet, cool place on a hot day where all of the plans of the enemy come to nothing. Do you remember the prophet Daniel when he was taken from his own country and taken to Babylon and he was a captive? What did he do to survive in all of that situation? He faithfully found a quiet place, a secret place. He would open his windows and he would commune with God. That kept him safe in the midst of opposition. Ephesians chapter 6 talks about the fiery darts of the evil one. Well, there is a protection. There is a place of refuge where you are kept safe from the fiery darts of the enemy. So we say in this secret place of Psalm 91, God is my refuge. What else do we say? Number two, God is my fortress. It's an interesting thing because we've just talked about a net, a fowler's net, a foul fowler's net that is meant to foul you up. Now this word in its origin is a net of safety. He's gone from a, 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 a trip up plan to a lift up plan. He says, God is my fortress. He keeps me safe. We know a lot about nets of safety because we live in Sarasota in a circus town. I've seen trapeze artists up high miss their grip, fall, but caught by the safety net. That's the picture here, that when things go wrong, when the heat is on, you don't react. It's not a place of danger. He catches you. He's got you in the palm of his hand. I'm going in just a few days uh, to Tanzania to minister at a 
large gathering of uh, six, 7,000 ministers that are coming together. Someone said, well, why would you go in the midst of global pandemic? Well, I'm going with faith in my heart and I literally travel with a safety net. Every day I try to live my life this way and I encourage you to just say, Lord, who can I help the most today? What can I do today that is the most helpful, the most kind? And every, to live life has some risk to it. But the people of God in the scriptures are people that overcome the risks to try to help others. It's risky business to love. Yes, it is. But I know this, no matter what, there is a net of safety that will catch me. I like when the performers always have a net of safety. I would like there always to be one. I don't mind the acrobatics, but I want there to be a place of safety. And that's exactly what the psalmist is talking about. He says this place of safety brings us to the picture of a, a mother bird protecting uh, the little ones. He says, the Lord will cover you. This place of safety, this net of safety will cover you and keep you safe like a, a mother hen gathers her chicks, puts them under her wings. He says, that's what God does when we are in the secret place. You see why it's so important to be in the secret place? The secret place is a place of safety. You're not frazzled. Even though you know things are going on, you're in a safe place. Uh, several years ago, National Geographic did a story of a forest fire that burned through Yellowstone Park. And after the fire had passed, the rangers were walking through, looking, checking for hot spots. And one of the rangers came to uh, a bird, petrified bird, that he thought must have been too sick to fly away. And he pushed it with his stick and out from underneath the carcass, the burnt carcass of the mother ran three little chicks. Here was the decision that mother made. She could have flown away, but she covered her family with her wings of protection. She was a fortress against the storm. This is what we find in the secret place. We connect with the truth that Jesus Christ went to the cross to cover us from all opposition, to forgive us of all of our sins, to take away all of our shame. He is our fortress. And in the secret place, we go, he's my refuge. He's my fortress. Thanks be to God. Then the third statement was this. When I'm in the secret place, when I'm in a cool place, even on a hot day, when it could be storming inches away from me, but I'm safe under the shelter, I can just say, I trust, watch this, my God. That's so important. I want you to note that if you're taking notes, circle that word, my God. It's, it's not enough to just know a God or even just refer to the God. We need to know God personally. That's why Jesus Christ came to show us how to know God personally. That when we walk with him, we overcome Morning, noon, and night. Now, I like to start my days in my quiet place. I like to start my days in my secret place. I like to start my days in my sanctuary, connecting to God. But I find as I live my days, there are hot spots in my days. 
morning, noon, and night. Sometimes we need to retreat to that place of safety. He says, hey, the terror of night, the attack that flies at day, or the plague that destroys at midday. That's literally morning, noon, and night. Sometimes young mothers, in the frenetic pace of their home, needs to find a place of sanctuary just to reconnect to God. Sometimes an executive, an office worker, just needs to come to a place of sanctuary. Could be a chair somewhere. Could be a room somewhere that's secluded. Just to reconnect with God and to know, okay, it may feel like the heat of the day is upon me, but my soul rejoices in God, my Savior. I am connected with my Creator. I'm in the secret place of the Most High. And in that place, I know I can trust you, God. Everything else may be falling apart, but I can trust you, Lord. And we can. And as we trust Him, we walk in trust. We walk in obedience. That's what Daniel did in Babylon. He lived in a strange world. And we seem to live in a strange world sometimes, but he walked in obedience to God. He trusted God. And when we are in that secret place and we make these declarations out of our mouth, I don't know what's coming out of your mouth, but if it's doubt and fear, it's because you need to come and spend more time in the secret place. You need to spend more time in a cool place on a hot day. You need to find yourself under the shelter of the Most High. You need to be aware of the presence of God in the sanctuary that you're in right now. Your home is a sanctuary. It's as holy as the place I'm standing. Why? Because you are a temple of the Most High God. You can know the grace of God in this moment. You can know the love of God in this moment. You can know the wisdom of God in this moment. It's all available to you in the secret place of the Most High. When you pray, Jesus said, go into that place that shuts everything else out and knows the present presence of God. And when you're there, let me give you some good news. Here are the things you're going to start to hear that God says about you. Psalm 91 begins with what we say about God if we're in the secret place of the Most High. But it comes to this place, it tells us what God is saying towards us, what God is saying about us, how God is with us on a hot day. This is just a beautiful, you may want to put this scripture up somewhere this week. He says, here's what the Lord says. Here, we say he's our refuge. He's our fortress. We're trusting him. And God says back to us, I will rescue you. I don't know what you're facing. I've been praying for some people this week and they're facing incredible opposition. But in the secret place of the Most High, God says to us, I will rescue you. I will protect you. There could be fiery darts of the enemy. I know that there is an enemy that hates you, but I know there is a God who loves you. I know there is a spiritual battle that goes on, but I know that God is the victor. When Jesus Christ was on the cross and he cried out, it is finished, he won the victory. He has the power to protect you. I will answer you. Got some questions? Maybe you don't understand everything that's happening? Start asking questions. Start asking for wisdom. I love the promise in God's word that says, when you ask for wisdom, he gives it 
and he gives it liberally. I, oh, aren't you love? I love this one. I love this. God says, I will be with you in trouble. If you're in trouble, God hasn't left you. And you experience that. When you're in the secret place, you know the presence of God, the grace of God, the power of God. And you sense, oh, he's with me. I will be with you in trouble. And what am I going to do? I'm going to deliver you. The ultimate plan of God for our lives is freedom and deliverance. And that's what God has provided for us in Christ on the cross. He is a deliverer. He sets the captive free. Wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I will satisfy him with long life. He wants to give you abundant life, as Jesus says. In John 10.10, 10, that thief comes to kill and to steal and to destroy. But I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. I'm going to give you a life. So in the secret place, we learn how to walk out of that secret place and live a life that's worth living. That's what God wants for you. He wants you to live a life that's worth living, a life of influence, a life that brings light into darkness, hope into the hopeless people, help into people that need help. I will satisfy you with long life and I will show you my salvation. Aren't you glad that God has shown us salvation? That's what Jesus Christ's whole life message is about. That Christ came because all of us are separated from God by our sins. And Christ came to take those sins away on the cross. On the cross, he absorbed all of my sin, all of your sin, all of my shame, all of your shame. He took them all away. He took them on himself and in exchange, he gives us eternal life. He gives us the love of God. He gives us the peace of God. So it's so important, especially in these days, that we don't get caught up in a panic. In Alberta, Canada, there's a national park called, listen to this, Smashed in Head Buffalo Jump. The name is descriptive. Smashed in Head Buffalo Jump. It comes from years ago when the Blackfoot Nation would hunt in that area and they would get up on a beautiful day and they would look out over the herd of buffalo and say, today's the day we're hunting. They would get on their horses, they would ride around the herd of buffaloes and they would get everybody into a panic. Everybody stirred up, everybody running this way and running that way. Then they would go to the front and they would take some of the lead buffaloes and they would lead them towards the cliff. This is where the name comes from, smashed in head, buffalo jump. They would lead those first buffaloes, and what would happen was the other buffaloes would start to follow them. They would fall in line. They couldn't see where they were going, but they were just following blindly. That's dangerous. This is why the secret place, coming apart, listening to God is so important, because they would follow to the edge of the cliff, and then the lead buffaloes that were at the front that had been led there wanted to stop but they couldn't because the herd pushed them over the edge and they pushed over the edge and they pushed over the edge and they put, that's how they hunted the buffaloes now there's a herd mentality that we pick up every day the world all around us is trying to give us that herd mentality but as people of faith God calls us to the secret place the psalmist calls us in Psalm 91, hey, there's a secret place of the Most High. Jesus calls us as he teaches us, hey, prayer, 
provides for us a secret place of the Most High. And when we come into that secret place, our lives are strengthened and encouraged. I just want to say to you, let's find place this week. Maybe it's a chair somewhere. Okay? Unplug all of your, anything that distracts you, because you can't have a secret place with others intruding. It's got to be a place for you and God. And spend some time with God in the secret place of the Most High. And in those moments, open your heart. So what do I do when I get there? Open your heart and let God show you, love you, and grace you. Because in the secret place of the Most High, we have a cool place on a hot day. I want to ask God's grace and blessing to be with you. I want God to continue to flow through you. I want you to say those things about God. He's your refuge. He's your fortress. You can trust in Him. And I want you to hear God saying back to you, Hey, I'm with you. Hey, I'm protecting you. I am delivering you. I am setting you free. I've got your back. The Lord loves you more than you'll ever know. And His plans for you are bigger than anything you could imagine. So let's open our hearts to the present presence of God. Let's find that secret place and let's be strengthened by Almighty God. I bless you. I bless you in the strong name of Jesus. And in Jesus' name, you are very blessed.